Good morning. How y'all doing? Fantastic, man. Have y'all already had a wonderful day at church today? Man, let's give it up for God, man. That's just awesome. My name is Chris. I'm one of the teaching pastors here at One Church, and uh, this is your first time. Uh, what we do every Sunday is we want to create an environment for people who've kind of checked out on God and checked out on church to take a second look at Him. So uh, if this is your first time here, uh, you're an honored guest. And uh, if this is not your first time here, uh, we like you too as well. So uh, uh, when you came in today, you should have gotten a postcard. And uh, we gave, actually should have gotten two postcards. Let me tell you what we're going to be doing with these. The first one, I, we just wanted to give it to you so you can take some notes. So uh, as, you're, as we're kind of teaching, we're starting a new series today called Destinations. And um, we're going to be, for the next six weeks, talking about some things. So we're going to be giving you out some postcards every week so that you can be able to take some notes on. But secondly, the second postcard is this. I'm asking every one of you to write down your name, your email address, your phone number, your address. We're, I promise you we're not going to come up to your house. But for two reasons. We want to make sure we have everybody's correct email address and stuff because every week we send out emails and sometimes they get bounced back. But secondly, if you fill these out and you drop them in the offering bucket once it comes by, we're going to be drawing, we're going to be giving away some free TomTom Tom GPSs during the series. So if you want a free GPS, I would just ask that you would just be able to fill out the information, drop it in the offering bucket, and uh, about second, third week in February, we're going to draw those. So if you want a chance to win, please do that. So we're starting a new series called Destinations, and I'll be honest with you, this series rocks face. The reason why is because I heard a dude preach this series about three years ago, and it literally changed the direction of my life. In fact, the dude who did it, his name is Andy Stanley. And we're uh, selling these books out in the foyer. Um, we bought them for 20. Uh, we're going to give them to you for 20. So um, if you're interested in that, it's a great small group resource. But if you're not in a community group, you can get it and read it. And it's really, really good. And the premise of this, it's really kind of cool because it's all directions. All directions. So let me ask you a quick question. How many of y'all are directionally challenged? Raise your hands. All right. How many of y'all have never gotten lost before in your life? How many of y'all are in denial? All right, thank you. All right. <clears throat> here, here, here's the cool thing. You know, I, I, I'm pretty good at directions. Uh, I've been lost before, and I'm not a typical guy who won't ever ask for directions. If I feel like I'm getting lost, I will pull over, and I will ask for, for some directions. I remember when we were in Iowa, and uh, we were kind of in the... We were kind of in the rural countryside, you know, the farmers. And I remember, you know, stopping and asking, hey, you know, we're trying to get to this one place. And they'll say, well, what you do is you go two miles headed north, and then you'll go south by southwest on this street, and then you'll go two clicks to the east. And I'm like, whoa, 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 Lewis and Clark, I don't have a compass. Can you tell me left and right? All right, because I just, I north, south, southwest by South, I just, I don't, I don't, my mind don't work like that, all right? And, uh, and, and that's great if it's in the morning because I know the sun rises in the east, but when it's high noon, it ain't helping me out here, all right? So I know some of you, you have problems asking for directions, kind of like the dude in this movie does. Watch this. Hey, hey, see that, kids? That's the St. Louis Arch. Gateway to the west. It's over 600 feet tall, and there's an elevator all the way to the top. 
That's 60 stories to you and me. Wow, Dad, can we go up on it? No. Dad, what river is this? Ah, that's the Mississippi, the mighty Mississippi. <laughs> the old miss. The old man. Deep river. My home is over Jordan. Clark, I think this is the wrong exit. What's the difference as long as we get across the river? Oh, here's a difference. I used to live right outside of St. Louis, and uh, you got to be careful sometimes. Here's the thing. About three things I want to kind of tell you about getting lost. The first is nobody ever gets lost on purpose, right? Nobody leaves the house, puts the garage door down, and say, you know what, I'm going to wander aimlessly for 30 to 45 minutes before I go to Walmart. Nobody does that on purpose. Second thing about being lost, and it's simply this, is you never know when you're getting lost. You just know when you are lost, right? It's not like you're driving down the road and you're, you make like a suspect turn. You're like, oh, I think I'm getting kind of lost. Let me back up 200 feet and now I'm found. It doesn't work like that. Usually when you find out you are lost, you've been lost for quite some time. In fact, some of us guys, you drive confidently, right, while you're lost. You don't know what direction you're going, but you know you're going there and you're going to get there fast. Right? That's how it is. You never do know when you are getting lost. You only know when you are lost. Third thing I want to tell you about getting lost is this. Whatever road you're on is going to determine where you end up. Thanks for coming to One Church. I'm just joking. Think about that. Nobody wrote that down on like, oh, he's like Confucius. You know, no, I mean, y'all are like, yeah, give me something more, preacher. Whatever road you're on is going to determine where you end up. Now, here's the thing. If we wanted to go to Orlando, and let's say we wanted to get everybody up and afford fiat and all of us get in there and we go to Orlando today, you know, we may have great intentions about going to Orlando. We may, you may pack. Whatever you pack in order to go to Orlando, you know, if you're, man, men don't even go for the Speedos, nobody wants to see it, all right? But I mean, let's say you pack, you pack your, you know, your, all the things you need, you got your beach towel, right? I mean, you've got your sunscreen, you put on Facebook, going to Orlando. Maybe you're tweeting it, all right? I mean, and then before you get in the car, you get everybody around and you hold hands and you pray, dear God, Bless us as we go to Orlando. And you have great intentions about going to Orlando, but you get on I-24 going northwest. I'm not a smart man, but I can tell you, you're never going to reach Orlando. Now, you may, have, you may have intentions of going to Orlando, but here's the thing. Whatever path you're on will determine your destination. In fact, our big idea today is that. This is it. Big idea is direction, not our intention, determines our destination. Let's all say that together. Our direction, not our intention, determines our destination. Now, some of you are like, yeah, that's kind of, you know, that's kind of a no-brainer, right? But here's the thing. 
we know that geography, you know, we know that geographically, that we're, if we go northwest on I-24, we're not going to get to Orlando. We know that here. But when it comes to other paths that we're on, it's like we have a total brain space. Because all of us are on financial paths. All of, all, all of us, if you're married, you're on a marriage path. If you're parenting, and if you have children, you are, you are parenting your children on a path. If, if in your career, you're, you have a path that you're going down. And many times you think, well, I, my heart is this way, or I have intentions going this way. And you have great intentions, but intentions doesn't determine your destination. Your direction determines your destination. Now again, that's like, okay, because I understand that, but... There's a huge disconnect. And my prayer today is I want to connect the dots for all of us. Because some of you and some of us, we have some huge disconnects of I want this out of my life. I want this out of my marriage. I want this out of my spiritual walk. But I'm going this way. I, you know, I want to get closer to God this way. And I want to have a closer family this way. But we're choosing paths that are taking us away from our intentions. And our intentions is not going to get us where we want to go. But our direction will determine our destination. Where we're going to be looking at today is in Proverbs chapter 7. So if you have your Bibles, turn to Proverbs chapter 7. And by the way, we have two or three ways that you can follow along. Number one, if you don't have a Bible, we give away Bibles for free here at One Church. All right, it's one of the only things we just give away for free because we want everybody to be able to have a Bible that they can understand. So you're welcome to turn to Proverbs chapter 7 in the Bible. You kind of turn it, open up in the middle, and it's going to be kind of close to there. All right, and it's going to be the Old Testament. Secondly, if you have a smartphone, we would ask that you not put those away. But you do two things. Number one, you can go and download the YouVersion app, and you can follow along and interact and answer some polls and stuff. But my, uh, my phone number is going to be up here, and you can text me questions while I'm teaching. And at the end, I'm going to answer your questions, as long as it has nothing to do you know, with, you know, I don't know. I'm just making that up. Right. <clears throat> I probably would answer any questions. So. And then thirdly, um, if, if you don't have a phone or if you don't have a Bible, and if you can't walk to go get a Bible, we're going to have it on the screen as well. All right, so there you go. Proverbs chapter 7. And uh, this is going to be really cool because all of us, we're going to see Solomon who wrote the book of Proverbs. He is writing this and he's kind of seeing the future of this young man we're going to be looking at. How many of y'all have ever seen a crash happen right and like saw them coming together? Anybody? I mean, that's kind of a sickening feeling, and it kind of, in that instant, it's kind of like you're God. You know the future, just for an instant. You know, oh, oh, they don't see each other, oh, 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 bam, right? Or maybe you have a toddler or something, something happened. I'll never forget, when we were living in Norfolk, Virginia Beach, um, we had our, our first child, his name was Walt, and he was just getting to the crawling age, and we're not putting up, we're not, uh, we're not putting up, dear Lord. We have, we have not hung gates in our uh, little condo that we uh, were renting. And right when you opened up the front door, you had to walk up 14 stairs because we were upstairs condo. So uh, Walt had just started crawling, and Kim went and got the phone just briefly. She was just two seconds. She came back, looked, and Walt was, he was crawling towards the stairs. 
downstairs. And she knew what was going to happen. And she yelled. She tried getting his attention. And he, our children have this bad tendency of not wanting to listen to us, you know, even when they were younger. And, I mean, Kim was like right back. But he tumbled down the ch- stairs. And Kim knew what was going to happen. And he got down to the end of the stairs and he started crying and everything was okay. And, and some of y'all, you're worried right now about my older son. He landed on his head, so everything's okay. All right? But it's like, you know what's going to happen, right? And that's what we're going to see Solomon. Solomon, he's seeing something from the top of his window. He's looking down and he, and, and this person he's going to see is thinking this is just a, a kind of un, you know, kind of a coincidence, kind of an event. And we're going to look by Solomon. No, this is not an event. This is a path. A path that has a very specific destination. All right? Verse 6, Proverbs chapter 7 says, At the window of my house, I looked out through the lattice. I saw among the simple, I noticed among the young men, a youth who lacked judgment. Now, I just want to stop right here and say, all young people, youths, lack judgment. Now, some of you, you, there's a bunch of young people like right here, and before you tar and feather me, you need to know this. I'm not saying that you're dumb, not at all. I'm just saying there's something to be said about time and experience, right? I mean, everybody, you're like, I mean, y'all should know what I'm saying. You're like, okay, yeah, I don't have time. I've not lived that long. I don't have that much experience, but I, you know, I'm, you know, I'm whatever, all right, but and and, and and all of us have been young, and so in fact, some of you want to be young again, right? That's the reason why you know you got your new hairpiece or whatever, right? Understand that? We're, I'm moving on though. All right, I like your rug, um, but I am saying this: I am saying that all of us have been young at one time or another, and we've lacked experience, we've lacked judgment because we get judgment by time and experience. Solomon's saying. He's lived longer, so he has more time and experience. All right, I'm moving on because I'm getting myself in trouble. All right, the hairpiece was not in here. All right, verse 8. He was going down the street. Everyone say these next few words. Near her corner. Walking along in the, what's the next word? Direction of her house at twilight. As the day was fading, as the dark of night set in. So Solomon is up and he's looking through his window and he's seeing this young boy, this teenager, this 20-something, walking down the street near her house. When? At twilight. And you don't have to be a Bible scholar to know what's getting ready to happen next, do you? You don't have to be able to read Hebrew or Greek. Everybody knows what's going to happen at this point. I mean, this is so interesting because as this guy is going down the street, going towards her house, this guy's got a soundtrack going through his head, right? In fact, the soundtrack going through his head, y'all going to have to help me out with this soundtrack. It goes a little something like this. I like to move it, move it. You like to move it, move it. She like to move it, move it. You like to? All right. That's what's going through his head, and he's going, chicken, wow, wow, and he's working it, right? Now, up in the window, Solomon is hearing a soundtrack as well in his head, and this is what he's hearing. Ba-dum, ba-dum. He's hearing the Jaws theme, because Solomon 
know something that this young dude doesn't. That he's on a very specific path. He's on a very specific direction. And this guy thinks, you know what, I'm just working and I'm going to have a good time tonight. But Solomon says, no, no, no. You are heading to some place you don't want to go. Keep on reading. We continue. It says this in verse, uh, I believe it's verse 7, excuse me, verse 10. Then out came a woman to meet him, dressed like a prostitute, but we're going to find out she's not a prostitute, and with crafty intent. She's loud. She's defiant. Her feet never stay at home. Now in the street, now in the squares, and in every corner she lurks. She took hold of him and kissed him. And with a brazen face, she said, I have fellowship offerings at home. Now, some of you are going, I didn't do nothing for me. What does that even mean? Fellowship offerings at home. Let me tell you what it means. This lady is saying, I got plenty of money at home. I'm not doing this to turn tricks. I'm not needing the cash. That's what it, that's what it means. And then she says this, and today I have fulfilled my vows. Some of your other Bibles, translations may read, I went to the temple to fulfill my vows. And what she's saying is this, you know what, not only do I not need the money, I'm okay with God right now. You see, let me tell you a little bit about us as people. We have probably some people who have never been to church before, but most of us were either Protestant or Catholics. Now, Protestants are like the Presbyterian, Baptist, Methodist, Assembly of God, Episcopalians, you just name them. And Catholics, you know, they're Catholics. Now, here's the thing. Both sets of those groups, though, we have a very sophisticated way of pulling over one on God. Because that's what she's doing. She's saying, you know what? I've emptied out my bucket of sin, and I want to fill it with you, baby. Let me tell you how we do that whether you're not a, you're Protestant or Catholic. If you're Catholic, you have a, a sophisticated way of doing that. You go uh, to the Catholic Church, and you go in front of a priest, and you confess to the priest your sins, and the priest absolves you of your sins, and you empty your bucket, and then you go out and you fill it up later. Right? Now, us as Protestants, we just skip the priest. Right? We, we pray a prayer and we go directly to God and we say like stuff like 1 John 1, 9, that if we confess our sins, you know, he's going to forgive us of everything. And God just totally forgets it. And now we can go out and partay. I wonder how God feels of that, us working that system like that. I can probably tell you how he feels. He's probably not feeling really good about it. Because we're not pulling anything on God. And yet, this lady... Is saying, I've emptied out my bucket. I'm okay. I've been to church. Now, how about you and I? Let's get down to business. All right? Now, look at this. She says this. So I came out to meet. This is the girl talking. I came out to meet who? I came out to meet you. I looked for you. And I have found you. I mean, three times she repeats, you. And she's playing on this guy's ego. I mean, this guy's just walking down the street. He's kind of maybe oblivious. Maybe he's not. But this girl comes out and says, hey, hey, baby, I've been looking for you. You've been looking, she's been looking for me. Look at me. I mean, he's probably excited, right? 
I mean, and the soundtrack that it's playing in his head just went up about six notches to a left pin. Right? He's going, uh huh. All right. Verse 16. This is what she says I've covered my bed with colored linens from Egypt. I have perfumed my bed with myrrh, aloes, and cinnamon. I've put on berry white. She says, Come, let us drink deep of love till morning. Let's enjoy ourselves with love. And he's going, he's going, he's probably got his eyes closed at this point and like, nobody pinch me. Okay, if I'm awake, I don't want to wake up. If I'm asleep and I don't want to wake up. Oh my gosh. I mean, he's thinking, I'm like in a, like a Puff Daddy video. This is amazing. All right, continue. She says, my husband is not home. And in which he's thinking, yeah, I kind of thought of that. (laughs) My husband is not at home. He has gone away on a long journey. Translated, you don't have to rush off in the middle of the night. You can stay and have a cigarette. In fact, you can even stay until maybe morning. Maybe you could just move in for a couple couple of days. In fact, it says he took his purse. Now, that kind of bothers you maybe. That may be the reason why their marriage is a little messed up, but... You know, um, just put the word purse, insert man bag, all right? You Seinfeld fans. See, you got to read the Bible. This stuff is awesome, right? So he has his man bag filled with his man's ears, filled with money, and will not be home until full moon. So he's going to be gone for a few weeks. With persuasive words, she led him astray. She seduced him with her smooth talk, and all at once... He followed her. That's weird, all at once. Because he's been kind of following her for a while now. He just didn't know it. Because he's going down a specific path. This guy is thinking, oh my gosh, this, my buddies are never going to believe this. This is like, I am living life like a rock star. I'm like a professional athlete. I'm like in a music video. I am, this is amazing. My, my friends are not going to, I, I, when I brag about this, they're not going to believe me. I mean, this is like the best thing that has ever happened to me. This is like the best event that's ever happened to me. I am like the, I am so awesome. Look at this. All at once he followed her. Solomon says, like an ox going to the slaughter. What? No, 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 no. Not like an ox going to the slaughter. I'm, I'm like a professional athlete. When I come in, I'm like partying. I'm going clubbing. You, you don't, you're not, not like an ox going to the slaughter. Just in case you kind of miss what Solomon's saying, like an ox going to the slaughter, like a deer stepping into a noose until an arrow pierces its liver. I mean, it's like a deer who's kind of looking for a place to bed down. And, oh, this is really nice. And the deer kind of goes and starts to get down. And a noose wraps around its hind leg. And the more the deer struggles, the more tangled this deer gets until all the hunters come out and they've got their, their bows drawn and let the arrows fly. And the deer is dead. Just in case you missed that point, it says this. Like a bird darting into a snare, 
little knowing it will cost him his life. What? I'm not, no, 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 no. You're like my dad. You're stuffy. You, you, you just, you're, you're too judgmental. You're like my mom telling me all this. Why don't you get up off my back like a deer to the, getting its arrows pierced, like an ox to the slow. No, 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 no. I am like a rock star. I, this is the best thing that's ever happened to me. This is not a thing, Solomon says. This is a path. This is not an event. This is a direction. And this direction will determine your destination. You see, so many of us, Solomon, he's up in his window and he can see very easily this is not going to go well. And you know what? All of us, we can see other people's problems, can't we? Seriously. Y'all zone back in. Hello. We can go, oh, that's not going to go well for her. Oh, can you believe that's what he did? We can see other people's directions and destinations. We can see the connection there. But when we get to our life, we have this weird disconnect. Because we think now. We think if I hang out with my buddies on Friday night now and get jacked up. We think that everything's going to go well for our future. And it doesn't. Because there's a disconnect. We have this weird thing that as long as I come to church on Sunday, as long as I believe right, then ultimately my life is going to go down the right direction, and it won't. Because this has nothing to do with your hopes or your dreams or your intentions or how many times you go to church or what you believe. or what It has to do with direction will determine your destination every time. Every time. Let's get back and let's see what Solomon says. Now, my son, listen to me. Pay attention to what I say. There's a huge lesson to be learned here. Do not let your heart turn away to her ways or stray into her. What's that next word? I'm sorry, this is all skate morning. What's that next word? What are we talking about here? Path. Not an event. Not a one-night stand. But a path. This guy, he's thinking, path? This ain't a path. No. It's a little fun. Solomon says, no. You don't know. You've already sealed your fate. Verse 26. Many, many, look at verse 26. Many are the victims she has brought down. Her slain are like a mighty throng. This guy is thinking to himself, you know what? This is so awesome. This is unique. It's her and me. She completes me. (laughs) And Solomon says, this is nothing special. This has happened many times before. Maybe with her. Maybe with somebody just like her. Solomon says, you're nothing special. You're a fool. This is so predictable It's laughable because you think this is an event. This is a direction. Many are the victims she has brought down. Her slain are like a mighty throng. It says, Solomon's basically saying, buddy, you're part of a crowd. And what's amazing about this, Solomon wrote this 3,000 years ago. Not much has changed, has it? 
Verse 27. Her house, her house is a highway to the what? That word grave is the word sheol, and it literally means hell. Basically what Psalm says, her house is a highway to hell. You thought ACDC wrote that song. He, no sir. Solomon wrote that song. Highway to hell, leading down to the chambers of death. A highway, a four-lane interstate with an HOV lane going to hell. And this guy thinks, you know what, this, he has this disconnect. You know what, this is just fun, it's not that big of a deal. And Solomon says, no, this is a highway. This is a path. This is a direction, and the direction you're going will have an ultimate destination. I mean, it's like this. Being a pastor, I've seen this so many times. People will come in, and I am not a great counselor. But people will come in, and they will start talking about their marriage or start talking about finances or this or that. And as they're talking, I know where they're going to end up. And it's not because I'm an awesome counselor because I stink. All right? It's not because I am a smart person because I'm not. But if you head north, you're never going to reach South Florida. Ain't going to happen. I hear their stories, and so many of you have heard their stories too. You're at work, and somebody, you know, they're texting you, or they tell you, can you believe that's what she said? And you're like, uh, yeah, I can believe it because this is what you've done. You're going down a specific path. You may have great intentions, but intentions do not determine your destination. Direction does. I wrote down a few things that we, there, how, there's this huge disconnect. And I, I, we can see it in other people. I want you to see it in yourself today. That's my prayer. That's what we're going to be talking about for the next six weeks. First one is this. Here's, listen to some of these disconnects. I want God to bless me financially. So I'm not going to ever give him anything. That's a disconnect. Um, let me give you another one. I want to meet a great Christian guy who's really got his act together. So I'm going to go out with whoever asks me as long as he's cute. Looks good in jeans. I don't even know where to go after that. All right, let me give you another one. I want to have a great sex life once I'm married. So I'm going to have sex with every girl until I get married. That's a disconnect. I've never, ever heard somebody who, when they get 50-year-old, saying, I sure am glad I slept around with anybody who would let me. It's a disconnect. But see, we see the disconnects in other people, but we don't see it in the stupid decisions that we make ourselves, do we? Give you some more. I want our family to be close. I want everybody on the same page. I want us all to look forward to spending time together. And I want my kids to, when they come home, to want to be home. So I'm going to work all the time and be a workaholic. Disconnect. Doesn't happen. Give you another one. I want my kids to respect me. I want my kids to respect me and when I get older for them to want to be around me. So I'm going to fool around on their mom. I'm going to look at internet pornography. Disconnect. Um, I want my kids to stay away from alcohol, so I'm going to drink responsibly, of course. 
Uh, I want to grow old and invest in my grandchildren, so I'm, I'm going to neglect my health. Give you another one. I want my children to be brought up with the same Christian values I had, so we're going to go to the lake on Sundays. Here's one that absolutely makes me want to just get so frustrated. I hear parents say this all the time. You know what? I want my children to love God, but I'm not going to make them go to church. That's the decision they have to make. Okay, just stop right here. Do you make your children take out the trash? Do you make your children come home at a certain time? Do you make your children do chores? So what in the snikes are you doing not making them go to church? You see, if they live under your roof and they eat your food, then you get to make the rules. They don't. A, a parent should be with me right now. All of y'all going, all right? It's not their decision. It's yours. Now, when they get 18 and they get out of the house, they can make all the stupid choices, dumb choices that they want to make. But while they're under your roof, you're the responsible one, mom and dad. Y'all going to get me preaching this morning. All right. All right. Uh, I want to have a great relationship with my husband, so I'm going to prioritize the children over him. I see that so many times with military families. You know, because dad, many times it's dad, but it's not just dad, but dad's away. He gets deployed, and you invest in your children, and then dad comes back, and dad's still number two. You didn't marry your children. You married your spouse. Keep on going. Uh, I don't want to live with financial pressure, so I'm going to I'm going to live beyond my means. You know, I know we can afford a $150,000 house, but let's go ahead and get a 210. It's more square foot. It's in a better neighborhood. It'll be good. And then you wonder why there's too much month at the end of your money. Um, Y'all just got that. All right, cool. Some of you are like, I, 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 I don't want to worry about my money anymore, so I'm going to rack up all kinds of credit card debt. Disconnect. Disconnect. Some of you students... You know what? I, I want to get into a good college, so I'm not going to study, and I'm going to get in trouble all I can. I, I, I'm going to cheat, because everybody's doing it, right? It's not that big of a deal. No, there's a disconnect. I mean, some of you, you're like, well, you know, you know I just I like hanging out with the type of friends I have. And yeah, they're going down a wrong path. And yeah, I heard what you said last week, that your friends determine the direction and the quality of your life, but I'm an exemption. I, I, I'm just an exception. It's not going to happen to me. It will happen to you. You're not the exception to the rule. All right? So, as we close, I just want to ask you just a quick question. The path that you're on now, is it taking you where you want to go? The path for your finances, the path for your marriage, the path for your career, is it going to take you where you want to end up? Because if it's not, it's time to exit. It's time to get off that highway and get onto another one. We're going to be pressing down this principle 
the direction, not our intention, determines our destination so very much in this series, I would encourage you to show up. If you can't make it one week, listen to the podcast. But this thing right here, there's just this huge disconnect in your life and in areas of my life. Are we going to connect the dots? And are we want? Are we going to end up where we want to go? A couple of questions and we're done. Uh, our cousin's house burned down to the ground today off of Sango. Wow. Uh, I saw the smoke um, at the time it happened from Walmart, exit 11, and had no idea it was her house. What do you say to your neighbor who's been having multiple affairs since her husband deployed to Afghanistan? Okay, let me read that again. What do you say to your neighbor who has been having multiple affairs since your husband deployed to Afghanistan? Well, um, I mean, she's already chosen a direction. And, uh, you know, I think what you do is um, you love her. You, know, you don't hurl stones at her. But you continue to pray for her. You don't gossip about her. But you love her enough to confront her. You know, it might end your friendship. But if you were whoever did this question, um, if you remember last week, wounds from a friend are better than kisses from an enemy, Proverbs 27, 6. If you're truly her friend, you might have to wound her. And again, that's not a knife to the back, but that's going to her face and say, I love you, but what you're doing, it's not, I don't think that's where you want to end up. Maybe you get her a copy of the book and say, you might want to read this. Invite her to church. So um, that's a, that's, that's a difficult, that's a difficult one. Let me give you another one. Uh, this one, uh, are the Jets going to win today? <laughs> this is the reason why <laughs> I need to read these before I read them to you, all right? Um, uh, this is another question. Um, let me give you another one. Uh, this one says, uh, I have no clue what God wants me to do with my life and my future. I honestly don't know where to start. I've been considered doing missions. I think God wants me to, but my parents want me to go to college. But I, feel, I don't feel like that's where I need to be at this point in my life. I guess my question is, how do, I know, how do we know when, when he wants us to, what he wants us to do? What she's saying is, how do you know what God wants you to do at the time? And I guess the answer to that question is this, and you're not going to like my answer, but it's just the truth. God gives us this much. He tells us what he wants us to do. We want very specific things in our lives. Marry that person, and, you know, the light comes down on him. Oh, you know, you hear the, okay? Or, you know, go to this job, or, and, and the light shines down. Oh, you know, all this stuff. God's never spoke to me like that. Let me tell you what God has done, though. As I read God's word... There are specific things that he tells me that I need to do. And when I, when I obey what I know he's telling me to do, and I take a step towards that in obedience, you know what he shows me? He narrows his will so that I can know even more specific things. And then 
he shows me some more things I need to work on, and I obey, and I take another step towards him. And he shows me another, and I take another step. Let me tell you how God's word describes God's word. Psalm 119 says that your word is a lamp into my feet and a light into my path. So you see, so many times we want the big spotlight. God, show me the path to go down and show me six miles down my path. And God doesn't work like that. But he does, he does say this, you know what, here's what I want you to do. I want you to honor me with your finances. And we listen and we obey and we take a step. And we see, we see that much closer ahead of us in the path. And then he says, I want you to treat your wife like I love the church. And we follow and we take a step. And we see more of where he wants us to go. I want you to not skim off the top at work. I want you when you're at work to be at work and not be on Facebook. Take a step. Right? I mean, we know that's cheating your employer. All right? I mean, we take a step. And once we keep on taking those small steps of obedience, you know what? We get to see farther along in our process. So i got a couple of them that are going to be done. I've got tons of text coming in right now, okay? Um, Let's see. Here's another one. Um, I think we are on the right path, but there are so many bumps in the road that make me doubt myself. How do we know when we are on the path that is God's will? Again, I kind of answered that, but I would just say this. If you're hitting bumps, speed bumps along the way, they, that may not be from God. You, you don't need to interpret every little, oh, I'm coming up against hard times, and God must not want me to really love my wife. Right? All right? She's difficult to live with. By the way, you're difficult to live with, man. Both of you are difficult to live with. All right? The Bible calls that sin. All right? So how you know you're going down the right path is, number one, you're reading the Bible, and he's affirming to you your choices, but you're surrounding yourself around good, godly Christ followers who are going the same direction that you're going to, and they can help you in those things. Last question, and then i got to be done. What do, you see when you do, what do you do when you see a good person go in the wrong direction, for instance, when they're doing drugs instead of hanging out with good people? Wow. Um, well, what you do is you talk to them. If you, have, if you have to get in front of their face and saying, I love you. This is not me being judgmental. This is me loving you. And you're an idiot right now. You are screwing your life up. And you don't even see it. And I'm going to stand beside you. I will walk this path with you. But you are jacking everything up it that's not you hurling stones at them that's you loving them now some of you you're like i don't like that type of love then i'm encouraging you don't ever get into a community group here in one church now if if you don't want uh, uh, ever get into a group where nobody's ever going to call you out then don't ever get into a community group but if you want to get around people who struggle just the way you do and who have messed up stuff just like you do And are able to call you out on it, love, call you out on it. You get around people who are going in the same direction. Because your friends will determine the direction and the quality of your life. If you didn't get that, that's last week's message. Go to iTunes. Podcast. All right. Let's pray.
Dear God, I thank you so much, Lord, that we can come and we can hear just some very clear words today. Because so many of us, we have this huge disconnect. I do in parts of my life. And I know everybody does here as well. That we think, you know what, this is just a one-time thing. This is just, I'm just going to do it once, and it's not going to be that big of a deal. The thing of it is, God, every time we choose one choice, it goes down another road to choose another choice, and another choice, and another choice. And after a while, we become the very thing that we despise. Lord, I pray for those people in here, for two people. Two groups of people, God. I pray for the person who knows right now that the direction that they're going is not where they want to end up. Lord, I pray for those people. And Lord, I pray that they would have enough courage to say, I am exiting this next exit ramp. My exit ramp is today. This is a wake-up call for me. I want to go south, but I'm heading north. In my finances, in my marriage, in my parenting, whatever. I pray that they would be able to have enough courage to say, today is a new day and today I am making a U-turn. God, I pray for those other group of people who are just kind of still living in denial. Who have these wonderful hopes, wonderful dreams, wonderful intentions, wonderful pie-in-the-sky stuff but they're, not, they're, they're choosing bad paths right now. And it's not going to lead them to a good place. Every bad path we take will never, ever lead to a good place. Lord, I thank you so much for your love. I thank you so much that you love us even when we choose bad paths. And you will never, ever stop loving us. For it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.